Welcome to Conspiracy What, where some things are made up and the stars don't matter. I am Cameron, <laughs> and I am joined by... Me, the alley, and that's... Oh, man, we should have come up with a name. And this is you. I am okay. you. Okay. <laughs> we've, we've got Robert you, the science. with us. We've got Robert Telly, the spaghetti sauce. Um, no, that was so. me last time. <laughs> Now he's you, the science. Well, just so people know that it's not a different Robert Telly. Uh, it's that guy. It's that guy. We do a podcast with him also called Attack of the Hippopot Podcast. So he's not a noob, but he is a noob to conspiracies, I guess. A he's, the bit, man, yeah. he's the man who believes that we landed on the moon, possibly, because he is from the moon. We talked about last time. We kind of ended off. Welcome to part uh, two. We didn't say that. Welcome. To, well, yeah, this is part two. I figured that's probably in the title, um, hopefully. We'll probably put part two. Well, what if two. they're just like on Spotify, you know, blasting through, listening, and they aren't looking at episode that's, titles? That's fair. So if you're a Spotifyian, then uh, welcome to part two. That's <laughs> <laughs> also if you didn't listen to the first episode, uh, you're gonna be go do that first because there's a lot in there that we already talked about, and we're gonna get even, into even more this time. Uh, we we kind of ended off last time uh, accidentally with Ali blowing all of our minds um, by accident with whether or not there is a camera just randomly placed on the moon. Uh, but we figured it Aliens. out. Uh, we talked about shadows. We got into what blast craters may look like if you're landing on the moon. We talked about whether or not NASA may have killed someone. Uh, it was an interesting episode. And this time we are gonna get into even more ridiculousness, kind of ridiculousness, things that aren't as ridiculous. Uh, let's go ahead and start with... Well, one thing that I realized that we forgot to mention last time, um, uh, just a little thing in the scheme of uh, all the conspiracy theories surrounding the photos, is people saying that the stars aren't visible, um, therefore it was shot on a soundstage. Because they forgot the backdrop. Yep. Right. Because you know how notoriously silly and forgetful all these secret government conspiracies are. $30 billion government conspiracy, by the way. Uh, let's let's yeah. remember that. Well, the weird thing supposedly with this one is that uh, there's a recorded like bit of one of the astronauts saying like, oh, the stars around us are so beautiful and bright or whatever, right? So people are like, well, then why can't we see them on the camera? Because fuck you. And know. fun fact with that one, though, is when the astronauts got back, they actually could not recall seeing stars. That is kind of a funny one. Um, huh. Wait, they what? did say that, yeah. That's <laughs> so they say on the moon. Wow, look at the stars. <laughs> that is and a true you can't thing. See them on the moon. Uh, and then when they get home, they're like, no, there was no stars. Yeah, uh, yeah. They do say later that they don't remember seeing this. The stars, specifically Armstrong, says he does not remember stars. Was he already drunk? Uh, no, that's Aldrin. Aldrin was the drunk one. Armstrong is know? the one that like no one knows about. He took his first exactly. step on the moon, so you and don't now know he's if he was just drunk. non-existent anymore. Uh, I will say real quick, too, one thing we did briefly bring up last time is the Apollo 10 mission. I feel like we kind of ran over it. Those people flew around the moon, and we just blew it off. Just, I just, I just want to say, like, they, they, really they did the something important in theory. Like, if this is all true and real, then they did something very important. They may not have stepped on the moon, but God, like, they were the first people to be right outside of it. That's, that's crazy. I mean, that's, that's insane. 
right? Or humans like, to orbit the moon. We have Columbus Day for a man that might not have ever been here, and yet <laughs> we don't celebrate the first astronauts to fly around the moon. I digress. Uh, let's <laughs> talk about the computer. Let's talk about the computer. Fuck the computer. Yeah. I don't get it. Okay. We right. didn't get we didn't get like real portable, I say with air quotes, computers until like the nineties. Early nineties, right? Let me ask a question real quick, Robert. If you were an astronaut, would you trust a rocket ship that was flown strictly by iPhone? No. <laughs> God no. <laughs> that would Are you be kidding me? That would be better technology than what they had in the lunar lander. Siri, commence descent stage. That was the most clear you've been the whole time. <laughs> gonna activate someone's Siri. It's gonna have something that no one knew it could do. It's like when we say hey, Google and then we activate Google on accident. Uh, but yeah, but for real though, so what are we talking about? Like, tell us about the computer with the lunar lander, right? So, it, yes, it did have electronics on it. Um, but the thing is, most of the math was done on the ground. Everything on the the, um, the lunar lander itself was mostly automatics. So, like, I, uh, you know, I've moved the joystick this way. Every, like, the things gimbal a certain way. It's more mechanical than it is computational. They right. had already done all the math they needed to do on Earth. And then just everything in the computer, like, everything in the module was programmed to do what it needed to do. Right, which to be fair to their story, the mission control was terrified when something went wrong and they overshot their landing because they didn't then have a plan necessarily. It was kind of like free reigns for a commander who had not had a stellar record of landing things also. So he now has to land in an environment he's never been in, uh, which is where the conspiracy theories come in though. They say that that doesn't make a lot of sense. It doesn't well, seem like it'd be feasible. Didn't they also put, like, a, what would you call it? Not a motherboard, or is it? Like, they basically slapped a big old computer on there, right? They, Not yeah. that I'm... So, they had a Or is computer... this something that I'm remembering from the mockumentary and now I'm confused <laughs> no. because you're dumb asking me to watch it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, no, they, um, they did have a computer on board. Uh, it was a couple kilobytes of memory is what they had and that was it they it is the pro it's been basically compared to it has not even as much but basically is the same as a pocket calculator that we have now that's basically what the computer was able to do uh which is again why you have people like casey uh or casing Casing, who say that that doesn't make sense they wouldn't have had been able to use that technology to actually it's a dinosaur okay it's also probably like i wrote down like, I thought they had put, like, a giant computer on there to try and calculate things or whatever. And so I was like, wouldn't that be, like, really fucking heavy? Like, how did we take that into space? But... I mean, you're still talking about something large enough to have a couple kilobytes of memory, which is still decently sized back in the 60s. I mean, it's not small, for sure. It's not yeah. an actual pocket calculator. <laughs> like, unfortunately, it doesn't... Um, I can't that. speak to this directly, but I have a hunch that it was more like integrated with a different part of the, like it helped the the craft fly, but didn't do it itself. I, I feel like I'm not like hammering my um, point the way that I want to. Like it, nothing was on automatic. Everything was done manually. 
It's just there was yeah. the little bit of mechanical and computational assistance. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's so the, the computer. Uh, but I mean, in theory, we what flew to the moon with a calculator. I mean, and again, <laughs> would you fly to the moon with an iPhone? God no. Uh, I mean, the the battery life alone would be devastating. So, <laughs> um, but yeah. So all right, that is one of computer. the biggest problems that people have though it kind of leads into the technology and it leads into a lot of this conspiracy in the first place is what technology do they have to get them there conspiracy theorists claim that they didn't have the technology to get them there why which is why and none of the moon landings happened uh but there's none of the moon landings well i mean in theory (laughs) most of them believe that none of it happened there are like we said earlier in the first episode there are people who believe two schools of thought just to reiterate some believe that the first moon landing didn't happen, but the rest did because we find we, we were able to take our time with the rest of them and we were actually able to get a rocket off the ground. Other people believe that just none of them have ever happened. Uh, most, most frames of thought within the moon landing hoax is that we've never left low Earth orbit. That's the biggest thought. But one of the reasons why they think we haven't left the planet, right, is uh, Earth's belt. It is Earth's the belt. Van Allen It's belt. got a very stylish belt. Very there's stylish. A, there's a great belt buckle on there. Lots yeah. Of it's customizable. There's multiple layers. Sometimes there's an extra layer. It was made by that designer, Van Allen. Yeah. Great designer. He's got great style. He got a pair of his sneakers. <laughs> uh, they burn through the floor, though. They're a little radioactive. Much like this belt. Fucking guy. <laughs> so, Robert, tell us... Tell us why. Tell us why this tell belt us, was so designer. Because I know you were talking about this belt earlier. And tell us why we can't send humans through it. Robert was just adamant about the fact that we cannot send humans through the Van Allen belt. So tell too us why. Too many rhinestones. It's too blinding. Yeah. Oh, my God. I just can't even. Uh, contrary to what they're saying, uh, the Van Allen belts were not designed by someone they were discovered by, I think he was a mathematician, last name Van Allen. Basically, they're at like an area around Earth where uh, particles from the sun, like radiation, gets trapped. Most of them get repelled by our magnetosphere, but there are some like little safe zones where they get trapped. And passing through them was thought to be very dangerous because you would get a high dose of radiation. And that was one of the things that conspiracy theorists pointed to as oh, they definitely couldn't have left because they would have died in the Van Allen belt. Right. Um, well, that's something I was thinking about is, like, people try to debunk this by saying that it's not enough radiation to really do anything. But also, if you get radiated enough, you may not die immediately, but you could just, like, end up getting cancer in a year and dying anyway. And Which I think would be... One thing that we know, yeah, I mean, and one thing that we know about radiation, uh, to be fair, is that radiation reacts differently with everybody at different levels. Uh, you can have problems with radiation, I mean, from even low doses of it. Whereas there's some people, like one of my favorite shows, Dark Tourist on Netflix, uh, <laughs> David Ferrier goes swimming in a radiated lake in Russia and seems to be fine still. So sometimes you can get away with it. Um, but what the, the, one of the biggest problems with this, too, is that we obviously talked about how we're in a space race at this point with the Soviets, and we're, we've won at this point. But the reason why we've won in terms of America and NASA is that they decided, Soviet, the Soviets said, it's much too dangerous and we're going to fry our astronauts if we send them through. And 
Americans said, we don't think it's going to happen, which that response is my favorite response. Cause they're just like, probably not. Nah. That's probably not. I mean, like, roll if, the dice. <laughs> if we make French fries out of our astronauts, then we'll know not to do that again. But the, the other thing that, I mean, people do bring up is that in theory, this wouldn't have stopped them from going to the moon because they could have shot around the Van Allen belt. Cause it's like a donut, right? It's not actually all encompassing on the planet. It, so technically yes, but that yeah. would have been so far in order to achieve that they would have right. had to have launched from the North pole. Right. Which is what NASA was saying. NASA actually said they could have probably course corrected and gone around it. Um, but they said it was easier just to send people through it. But where conspiracy theorists uh, sit here is that you can't send people through it because you're going to fry everybody. So that's that's one of the biggest points that they have for why the moon landings did not happen because you just absolutely, in their minds, cannot send anybody through it. Uh, and again, the Soviets never lost that stance. All the way through Soviet Russia being torn apart, they, they kept that stance that they truly did not believe you could send a human being through the Van Allen belt without lead shielding, which was too heavy for the rockets. Um, and they said you could not do it. So in other words, the Soviets probably never believed that Americans went to the moon. Most likely they didn't. Well, you said earlier too that, like, what'd you say, over 50% of them think that we faked it? I mean, yeah, supposedly the Russians are thought over 50% of their populations thought that we faked is thought of to think that we fake it. Uh, some people, I not say that the best. It's thought of to think that we We think remembered to think of the thoughts that think. To think about it. Uh, <laughs> the, a lot of people say, well, like NASA said before, if people thought that we faked it, then why didn't, why didn't the Soviets do an investigation? I mean, I think there's a probably a good chance that the Soviets did do an investigation because it doesn't seem like they believed it. And they did it with on Sputnik. top of that, some people have brought up the fact that they might not have done an investigation because their science says that it's not possible, so they just flat out didn't believe it. That's also a possibility. Possible that, and, and what this would mean in kind of a weird way is that America didn't win the space race in the way it wanted because the other country just threw up their hands and was like, that's not real. It's not like every country just bowed down to us immediately. That's also not what happened. But yeah, the Van Allen belts have America been- America always gets bowed down to oh, yes, yeah. we're the most <laughs> successful country. Tapes. Yeah, but that, that's just, the, that's, that's belt Van Allen's belt. I don't know what his first name is. So first name is Van. Van. Van Van Allen. No, it's not. His name, his first name isn't Van. Tim Van Allen, the famous comedian. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so on from belts that are actually donuts to uh, the tapes. Let's talk about the tapes themselves. Robert said he almost believed. <laughs> that yeah, the moon so, landing was real until. No, no. <laughs> Um, this is the piece of information that, uh, like, made me feel a little stitious. I used the word. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm assuming, I'm, I'm not actually sure if I'm using it right, like, a little stitious? It's not superstitious. It's... Yeah. Just a exactly. little stitious. Yeah. Just a little stitious. Okay, yeah. Cam Teamer, he's the one that came up with it. <laughs> <laughs> so... Basically, one of the things that conspiracy theorists point to, and I also have this question, is where are the original tapes? The tapes that actually came back from the moon in the, um, the ascent module or whatever uh, with everything else. And it turns out, at least according to NASA, that they just kind of got lost for a while and then recorded over. 
Yeah. Which is bananas. What the fuck? Yeah. Why don't do, do that. that? <laughs> this is like a monumental piece of history on the original tapes that went to the moon and we just deleted them. Also, they were probably a little radiated. So like, how did we tape over them? That's yeah. also one thing I was thinking about is- And they were like modified, you know? Like we talked about earlier, the tape was supposedly modified with special substances. Right. Extra silver on the edges. And so why, Also, why would you tape over it? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things here, like the radiation taken into account. Did you like put those anywhere when they were brought back for a little while just to account for radiation, things like that. On top of this though, Getting rid of the the raw footage from something like this, from first of all, something that is, that is a huge conspiracy, and second of all, from something that is such an important piece of humanity, such an important, like one of the most important things we've ever Are done in terms of exploring. This? Do we all just need to like I just, skew this whole, because like, this, why? This more than anything else we've said is a problem. Regardless if you believe the moon landing's real, regardless if you believe the moon landing's a hoax, why? would you think that you filmed over it? And it's it's actually that NASA doesn't have a real answer. They think they did that, but they don't actually know. That's one I, of the things too. I read too that they, they're like okay with it because basically um, so many places were broadcasting it that they probably have their own recordings. So it's not well, yeah. lost to time, but like you don't just get rid of the master recording, dude. Well, yeah. and the high res photos and things that we found are actually all duplicates. That They don't have raw footage of anything. So they because then we would see that it's they said the studio. That, they said that so many people had high resolution that they didn't need to keep them. That doesn't make sense. And on top of this, one of the, this is we talked about NASA being ultra defensive to the point where they like attack people as well. And this is one of those cases where they are ultra defensive. They are extremely defensive, and they say that it's ridiculous that anybody would claim that the tapes were lost. I literally read a, an article on their site that said it's ridiculous that they, anyone would claim that the tapes are lost because we didn't lose them. We recorded over them because we didn't need them. That's so in other words, better. you don't have them. Yeah. I, I, I think mean, this is a case of being defensive because you know you fucked up. That's what I would yeah. kind of think too. Is like, you're, like you know you royally screwed up. It was probably that nitwit with the fan. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to record my dance recital on this. I don't need these. Get the nice silver lining on them. Well, and what was so <laughs> important that you decided to record over? Like, what, was Tim having his 32nd birthday or something like that? It was like, the fan why? guy's dance recital. I just said that. <laughs> I want this stupid PA to be a part of every single conspiracy theory. Yes. He's just the one fucking everything up and makes it look suspicious. Oh, suspicious man. PA. Suspicious PA, the man who makes all Bigfoot footage grainy, regardless of what era we live in. (laughs) UFOs look like um, hubcaps. It's because of the PA. That's because of the PA. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. But the tapes are an important one. Um, Also going into the tapes, though, so there's a very interesting thing. One of the things that debunkers for this claim is that the moon landing for, I mean, for nothing else, it couldn't have been faked because no one had the technology to fake it at the time. That is something I do not agree with, like wholeheartedly. I think- Well, part of their part of their whole argument there is how do you make the dust fall so slow? How do you make the dust fall? How do you get the movements that don't look realistic? When you're live broadcast. And how do you 
make the car move like it does once it's on the moon as well, like the rover. There are answers to all of those questions for the debunkers. There was absolutely technology to fake a moon landing. They had the technology. They also not only had the technology, we're going to talk about Capricorn 1 here in just a second, just to go into this, but Capricorn 1 cost, according to the producer, about $4.9 million. NASA had a $30 billion budget. So if Capricorn 1 can do what they did on $4 million, I would think NASA could fake a moon landing on 30. Part of the problem with these tapes is that people took them and what they did is they just put them on double speed, which they claim is actually normal speed. And when you put the tapes on double speed, it is actually unfortunate. It does look normal, 100%. It just looks normal. It doesn't look wrong. So you're saying that it looks like they're walking at normal speed, just kind of like with a weird hop on their toes, right? Yeah, it looks like they're going on their tiptoes and they're walking and bouncing off of those, but it doesn't look, it doesn't look otherworldly at all. And the dust flying up, you put that on two on two times, it just collapses back to the ground like we're on earth. And the rover especially just looks like an ATV in the dirt. I watched the video over and over again of this thing on, on, of the film on double time the speed and the rover just looks like an ATV. It looks absolutely no different. And it's weird that there's not just even a little bit of a difference between what we would see if we filmed that on Earth. So Um, what you're saying is they faked it, not by having the technology, but by slowing it down by half. That's what people think, yeah. People think they slowed it down by half to to compensate for that weight difference. So they just made them jumpy, like they make them jump and kind of walk normal, but then they just slow it down. So it looks like it takes you longer to like get back. Um, and then the dust looks like it flies for longer. Yeah. I see. And one of the things that kind of leads into this is Capricorn 1, um, which we've brought up multiple times. Let's go ahead and talk about it real quick. Uh, Capricorn 1 is a film where astronauts go to Mars, but it was actually intended, according to producer Paul Lazarus on the film, Uh, it was actually intended as a proof for him that they could have faked the moon landing. He wanted to prove what people had been saying and show that you can fake it. And he did actually achieve what he wanted to do. He achieved it by making something that looks very eerily similar to the moon landing. Uh, And again, he did it on $4 million. And he says that if I can do it on $4 million, they can easily do it on their own budget. Yeah, it's, it's one of those weird... I don't know, being able to double time a film and make it look completely normal, it's, it's just like odd you, that, like, what is it? What is the moon? Like, one-sixth Earth's gravity or something like that? I said one-third earlier. I thought it was one-third, but I thought it was one I'm sixth. actually realizing I, I that's a really old memory. <laughs> 1.6? Oh, yeah, no, so, yeah, one-sixth, yeah. 1.6 meters per okay. second squared. Yeah, so when you have one sixth gravity, I mean, either this well, is Well, my just... point about the footprints earlier was even more valid. <laughs> if you're uh, only one sixth your weight. Yeah, and so if you're running at one sixth your weight, it's odd that that just equates to double time and you get Earth's movement. It's a weird discrepancy to me. The math um, be weird. I was wondering when we were like going into this, if anybody ever actually tried to fake the moon landing like on purpose to see how it would actually look. Yeah. So I guess this is sort of that, but And what we have here is, I looked it up real quick just to double check, their cameras on Apollo, they ran at 30 frames per second, which means they would have to be running at 60 frames per second to be able to cut that down to 30 frames per second, which would explain the smooth movement if indeed they did film it in a studio. They film it at 60 frames per second, you get the smooth movement once you double it back up. I don't know, it's just, it's a weird bit. It's a weird thing for me. 
it is another big selling point uh specifically what is his name bart sabret is that his name the bald dude yeah oh the guy that um the buzz punch yeah um, oh <laughs> listeners do yourself a favor go watch buzz aldrin punch a guy in the face <laughs> he it's like the best punch ever he aims it so well it's Bart, so fast it's especially because it's like this was in 2002 so buzz aldrin is like easily in he's old I don't, 70s i guess uh, yeah yeah it's he's, so great I mean, he's got fully white hair. Like, he just looks like an old man, and he just clocks this guy right in the face. Yeah, okay, so Amazing. we should actually probably give a little background, because it just sounds like yeah. Balls Aldrin is attacking people. Uh, there's a <laughs> video online um, that you should go and look for, and it's basically of a moon landing denier, like, verbally accosting Buzz Aldrin, and I think his wife, being like, swear on this Bible, if you don't swear, then you didn't go, and you're a liar and a cheat. And Buzz Aldrin just, boom, once in the face, punches yeah. him. And police officers were like, "Yeah, you had it coming, guy. We're not gonna, we're not gonna arrest Buzz Aldrin." Yeah, that. And uh, they did try. He did try and sue, and the courts just decided that it wasn't. It was provoked, is what they said. Uh, it was provoked because he is attacking a national hero. Honestly, is why Buzz got away with it. To be honest, but. Regardless, Sabrell wasn't getting out of his face, which is, at the end of the day, kind of deserved. And but this guy does it to a lot of people, actually. Bart Sabrell does it to everyone he can he find. Is, yeah. You know, he's labeled on Wikipedia as a conspiracy theorist. Yeah. So he is one of those guys that is just, like, he's the head of this whole thing. And he decided that the best way for him to prove that this is fake is to go around and follow around and bother officials that had something to do with moon landing and carry around a Bible and be like, swear on this Bible that you went to the moon. And if you don't, then we didn't. And most of the time they're just like, get the fuck out of my face. Yeah. And Sabrell, I, I think Sabrell brings up a good point. He's very, first of all, Bart Sabrell is very much like one of the most important people in the moon landing hoax world. Um, he is really only second to uh, Kasich, to be Unfortunately. honest. Um, Sabrell does, to be fair to him, he very much believes what he's saying. I mean, we watched a documentary where the dude's tearing up. Because yeah, he's, he's like crying because he's like, I can't believe we would fake something like he just, this. He, he's <laughs> crying because he can't believe that his government, a government that's for its people, would lie to its people. That's like the whole thing. Uh, Clearly oh, he's no. not that into conspiracy right. theories. Apparently he doesn't know that they've done it a lot more times and they've done it in way worse fashions if this is true um but if if the moon landing one is true it's very trivial compared to what the government's done in the past his thing is why don't they ever just say i swear i did it and to a point i can see it where he goes around he asks these people he's asked buzz aldrin he's asked neil armstrong he has asked tons of people who either went to the moon or are part of the moon landings uh, which he's actually met a lot of them, which is kind of impressive. Yeah. That's a weird thing. How did he thing. find them all? I don't know. He always meets them in hotels though. So he's a stalker for sure. Uh, but he, his big thing is why don't they just, when I ask them say, I swear that it's true or just say, yes, it's true or laugh it off or whatever. And he is right. They never laugh it off. They don't ever just say we did go to the but moon. He's bothering they them. never say you're being ridiculous. They, they don't ever say anything like that. 
But he, he doesn't even, like, try to start a nice conversation with them. He just marches up and starts shouting at them with a Bible in his hand. Yeah, like, one time he got into a dude's hotel room. I still don't know how. I want to know how. But the footage was definitely of him inside of a dude's hotel room. And that's... that's nope. No, he's, he's, like, a whole nother level. I mean, like, he, he is in your face. Whereas casing is more just, I'm going to sit back and tell you my theories. Sabrell is, I'm going to get in your face until you tell me it's not true. Which I don't know what he's expecting either. I don't know if he's expecting Buzz Aldrin to just be like, no, we weren't actually there. Um, Do you want to talk about casing? But yeah, let's go ahead and talk about the man himself. Uh, Bill Casing. Before we do... Just so everyone knows, the moon landing hoax and the idea of going to the moon started basically with Grissom, right? Grissom was the first person to really tell everybody, we don't have the technology to go to the moon and I don't trust the technology that they're telling me we have. So Grissom was kind of the first one to do that. However, the moon landing was not believed by everybody when it happened at all. And it was a well-known hoax for a long time even being made fun of in 1971 uh, in Diamonds Are Forever, mm-hmm. the James Bond film, where James Bond, he, he runs through like, I don't, he runs through like a casino or something like that, eventually finds a Vegas, or like he finds like a set. It's something ridiculous. He finds the moon landing. But he finds the moon landing set. And then he steals the rover, which is, it's, a, it's an amazing piece of film where he takes the rover out and he busts it through a wall. And because James Bond. And I love it. But the start of anyone laying down any real theories, any concrete ideas about what happened this is dipshit that wrote a book. Is Bill Casey. And he wrote, he started with a 1974 pamphlet called uh, We Never Went to the Moon, $30 billion lie. Bill Casey no, just, is Robert's favorite. No, um, I don't like him. I actually kind of stopped doing research on him um, because of that. So, sorry. But I would just like to like lay out a quick couple of facts before uh, the moon landing even happened. Um, he was a Naval officer. Hooray. Uh, but he, uh, his degree was in English. Uh, he had a bachelor's in English and then with no experience in rocketry or technical writing, got a job as a technical writer for a, um, I think it was Rocketdyne. It was something, yeah. um, something a contemporary that was like working on the moon landing. And, because of that job somehow decided that, oh no, this stuff isn't real, this is fake. And well, it, yeah. here's the thing though, is he wasn't actually just a Navy guy. He actually had engineer experience. He worked as an engineer partially uh, for Rocketdyne throughout 58 to I think 63. And he worked as a technical writer. And not only did he work as their technical writer and as an engineer part-time, he also headed up their publishing for about five years. Uh, he was majorly in charge of everything that came out of Rocketdyne systems while NASA was using them to build rockets. Uh, that's actually the funny thing about uh, about Bill Casing is he actually has a lot of information and background information on what they were doing at Rocketdyne. And that is one of the biggest reasons why he says when he watched the moon landing happen, he'd already resigned. He had resigned from Rocketdyne. Uh, Smithsonian Magazine was the only thing I could find that said anything about why he resigned. And they just said, he was said to have had uh, anxiety problems. He said that he watched the footage and he thought two things. He said, one, that looks a lot like the area outside of Area 51. And oh, two, so he's, the guy. he's the guy who said that. And two, 
he said that none of the technology that they're showing is anything that they were remotely close to by the time he had left Rocket Nine Systems. And again, he was their technical writer and publisher. He led their publishing. So he knew every bit of information coming out. And a lot of times he was the one communicating that to other people. So he uses that background to then further his ideology that the moon landing did not happen. He is like the token guy in this conspiracy who was in on it from the beginning and, to, and can tell us now what happened. He's yes, one of them. And I- yeah. I didn't hear that he was um, an engineer. In fact, the, the sources I read were specifically like he had no technical experience. His job was basically like relaying what he was told into written form. What I got from uh, two different documentaries and both with long interviews with, and from Smithsonian all said that he was an engineer and technical writer and head but of the that publishing. That is the problem with conspiracies, friends where resources and sources are crap. Yeah, and I mean, he could claim that he was an engineer and not have ever been one, but I mean, I found multiple sources that, I mean, seemed to say to me that he was definitely an engineer. He wasn't a full-time engineer with them or anything, but he did Mm -hmm. work as an engineer with them. That's me, Um, sounds like he was like, I did it sometime, so I know. And when I dug more into his background, he had an engineering background in the past. He worked for other companies that weren't important like Rocketdyne was, so he doesn't bring them up in terms of the moon landing conspiracy. But he had other experience uh, with other companies making similar technologies. Uh, Rocketdyne was just the one that was working directly with NASA. He wrote a pamphlet in 1974, then he released a full book. And he has really been the, the head of the moon landing conspiracy ever since. But he brought up that, and he's right, there, there's a crater specifically outside of Area 51 that looks exactly like a crater that NASA has a picture of that they use as one of their main photos for craters on the moon. And if you put the two side by side, they look identical were it not for some maybe airbrushing, which is what he claims. Uh, if If you take the Area 51, you turn it black and white, and if you get them at the right time of day, they both have the same exact shadow going through which is a really odd thing as well. Which would mean it's the same shape and the same depth, right? Yeah, in the documentary that I watched, uh, they, had talked to, they had talked about the fact that even astronauts have like looked at the pictures, and without saying, obviously, they're not going to say the moon lighting's a hoax or anything, but they're saying that it is eerie how similar the two craters actually look. They look identical. And it's, it's really weird. Maybe, it, maybe, I think, Allie, you said maybe it bounced off the moon and just hit Nevada. <laughs> I said a meteor, like the same meteor, hit the moon, made a crater, bounced off the moon, and landed in Nevada and yeah. made another crater that is exactly the same. Don't <laughs> think that's how that works. But uh, <laughs> it didn't dissolve at all on the moon. It just kind of bounced. Uh, but, didn't lose any mass. But Bill Casing is one of those that also, he, he makes the important point that you, you can absolutely fake the moon landing too. Um, I mean, it, more outside of whether or not it is real, you can fake it. And outside of that, NASA says, how would we get 400,000 people to fake it, right? And that's one thing that a lot of people have had to argue as well, is NASA says, well, 400,000 independent contractors and all types of people worked on this. But the thing that the conspiracy theorists are saying is they're not saying that no one shot off a rocket. They're not saying that at all. We have footage of the rocket leaving. They're not saying that's faked. People are saying that there weren't any people in the rockets that were sent. What they're saying is that sending off the rocket itself doesn't prove that you put a man on the moon and i mean they are right in that sense and that's one of casing's biggest things is that it doesn't that the evidence that they've shown him isn't anything that they couldn't have faked and the biggest thing here 
is that in order to fake it, you don't need 400,000 people to stay quiet. You need 23 people in a mission control room to stay quiet, but you don't need a whole entire company. You need the people that are close to it, which that's not hard. And that's not something that the government hasn't done before. And that's a big point of casing. Um, even one of the documentaries I watched that he was mainly featured on uh, also had Brian O'Leary, who was a 60s astronaut. Uh, he worked closely with the Apollo programs. And he even says, again, doesn't state that the moon landing's fake. But what he does say is that NASA could have absolutely faked it. He said he doesn't see a reason why they couldn't have faked it. And he was an advisor for the Apollo missions. And I think that that's kind of an important thing here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's definitely like you could point to it and say, oh, all of this could be faked. Yeah. It's theoretically possible that, that they could have done this. Um, a lot of my animosity towards Bill Casing comes from the fact that he like said that NASA blew up the Challenger on purpose. Uh, he claimed that a family who died in a car crash after a Senate hearing was, was done by NASA and he's a, he basically kept using, oh, there's a word for it. It's like tragedy hag or something where he would like point to, oh, look, these people died. Therefore, I'm right. Right. He's like piggybacking off of all these negative emotions. Yeah. So he's, so he's like that guy that's connecting all these deaths. Right. And he's like, NASA is just like the rest of the government where they just kill people. Because they don't. Yeah, agree. he also thinks that like that. Yeah, that Na he's the one who was like, "Oh, NASA killed Grissom and um, Chaff, and I forget the third guy's name, Apollo One crew, yeah, on purpose." Which is just like that's kind of repulsive to me. That's ugh. That's the the real dark of the, the conspiracy theory here. Supposedly, yeah. Sorry NASA to bring it down murder. like that. <laughs> what he says, to be fair, is he actually doesn't say that NASA did it. What he says is that NASA, under the control of the CIA, did it, which I think is funny. Yeah, I like how we control. always just blame the fucking CIA. It's because yeah, the yeah, CIA yeah. did kill a lot of people. Like, let's just be honest. They killed. A, they shoved a puppy's face into a bucket of acid. You know how horrible that is. No, a bucket of acid drug. Okay. Okay. Yes. Of LSD, <laughs> which is worse. <laughs> then just dissolve a puppy in it. Which is worse. I think yes. I would rather be high than melted. It is bad. <laughs> no, it is bad. Cam, they shoved but a you puppy just in a bucket of acid because it's a bu bucket of acid. <laughs> listen. It's LSD. Listen. Hallucinogens. <laughs> They shoved a dog into a bucket of LSD. He's not wrong that the CIA has done terrible things. What he points out, like there are things like, he points out the fact that Chrisom was on, uh, he had a security detail, he had the secret service. Um, and he points out that the reason, that the way to kill him at that point, if they want to get him out of the way, because that is part of the conspiracy, uh, is you take out the whole crew because then it looks like an accident. And basically he's just murder happy nut job i mean in theory though for him to be for you to just absolutely like outright say he's wrong about that would be incorrect because we know that the government has done those types of things and but that's NASA, the unfortunate why thing. wouldn't nasa care it's not that nasa did no, it it's that, that right the cia would do that under the directive and remember nasa's only 10 years old at this point casing is saying that there's a lot of reasons why they would have done it i do agree the challenger explosion he goes too far there's no reason why the challenger explosion would have been intentional i agree that there's weird details about the challenger explosion i don't think it was intentional i don't think they're gonna blow up what seven people Weird one of whom was a school teacher i found a couple of other contemporaries to this guy uh 1982 william bryan publishes a book called moongate 
that alleges that NASA did go to the moon, but is hiding the, um, the real evidence because it's an Earth-like atmosphere with aliens on it. So by so, Earth-like, do you mean like vegetation? Like there's, there's more gravity, there's atmosphere. Like it's capable of supporting some kind of life as opposed to the current moon, which does not. That sounds like a really old science fiction movie. Well, I don't know. I mean, have you ever seen The Far Side of the Moon? Oh, technically just, no one has. That's Well, didn't the Japanese send a probe to that side? I thought they did. Yeah, or the Indian Space I, think, I thought it was Japanese that sent it. Maybe, maybe, I don't remember. Um, but, so, I'm just saying, but I mean, they could have faked those pictures. So, I'm just saying, maybe the other side has trees and plants and... <laughs> Is luscious. Well, then our astronauts probably wouldn't have seen that. What? They didn't land on that side. Well, that's that's what I'm saying. Is we don't know what's but on the, the other but side. But the theory here is that they found an atmosphere. They probably found a tunnel <laughs> that goes to another side. Oh, that's, so that's hollow moon I'm, theory. Hollow moon theory, really? So you, you said you found a couple. Yeah. Oh yes, um, Ralph Rene. Uh, he's a um, he's <laughs> someone that actually is known directly by casing. They were friends and casing. Uh, suggest like no yeah go ahead write this up and mostly I just wanted to include this because of the title of his book was called NASA Mooned America with an exclamation point in the title um, and that he's uh, he's also a 9-11 truther he's so. immediately more credible to me now is the 9-11 truther? no because of the title I will say about Ralph Rene, he was in uh, the documentary that I watched that featured Casing, and in a documentary with Casing and Sabrell and a few other oh, God. people, Rene came off as the craziest, which I think is the most. Really? <laughs> That's, yeah. Wow. Rene, even with Sabrell in there, at least Sabrell was making like points. Rene was just this dude that they would throw in just because he had random things to say. Like, I feel like at any moment he could break in and, like, it's made out of cheese, too. Like, I had no idea what he was going <laughs> to say at any point. He's like that History Channel aliens guy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, George Suclius or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. Um, so I think we managed to finish all of the evidence. Did we? Yeah. <laughs> Did well, we go over all know, of like the evidence? You know, like the basics. Did we go over all the evidence, everyone? No. <laughs> we will post pictures for you to look at. Did, we will, and video, and of course the wonderful James Bond scene, because I found it on YouTube. Uh, yes. But, uh, the truth is, is, did we go over all the evidence? We really didn't. There's, there's even more out there. We went over the most important stuff. So cool. take that as you will. Okay, so let's start with the debunking then. Let's start with going over the facts. Okay, so Robert... Let's start us off with the facts. You claim we weren't in a Cold War. Why do you claim that? (laughs) No. (laughs) Jesus, what is this, Fox News? No, I never said that. That was a very Fox News question. (laughs) Yeah, but okay. All right, where do we want to start on the debunkery? Let's start with... The stupider shit. Like the light on the moon. uh, One of the things that we mentioned at the beginning of this episode was the stars. Yeah. Um... Hey, Allie, uh, if you were to go outside right now, uh, would you be able to see the stars in Denver? Well, it's really cloudy and the sun's still up. (laughs) 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 Thanks for helping out. (laughs) Uh, I mean, I know you're sitting in a closet right now. (laughs) Anyway, if it were nighttime... In about an hour, uh, no. No, you wouldn't be able to. And why is that? 
because there's lots of light pollution with interfere, which interferes with the way you see stars. I would like to point exactly. out that you can see some stars out of Denver. Some of the ones okay. that are really fucking bright. Yes, occasionally on a clear night. But also, night you, can. you know what else is really bright when you're trying to walk around at night? Did you just say on a clear night? How many clear nights does the moon have? Answer me that question. No, on a clear night here. <laughs> Shut up, Cameron. I'm saying the moon has clear. I was making you guys, a point. This was supposed to be the simplest one to debunk, and we're okay. already spending too much time on it. I'm not the one who said on I a clear night. I don't want to do night. three episodes. He says. <laughs> <laughs> A clear, it's a clear night every night on the moon. Oh, come on. Okay. Anyway, you know what else is like a great thing to see at night with? The moon. Because it's really fucking reflective. Right. And bright. Right. Which means, imagine standing on it and trying to get a camera to work properly. And shadows to behave normally. So what I was equating it to, when it snows... (laughs) It's really bright. And so when you're standing in like a perfectly white covered planet, light's weird and a lot brighter, which means shadows don't behave the same. Yes. Short version is the, uh, if there's a lot of light locally, you're not going to be able to see light further away. And moon dust is like, has a weird property because it doesn't really erode and get like um, soft. It's really angular and sharp. It sticks to things and it reflects light in a very weird way which is kind of also simultaneously the answer for a lot of questions about the shadows um where it seems like oh why is there why is there light coming up from underneath it's because the sun is reflecting off the dust right um so going into that with the shadows that we see or lack of half the time on the astronauts then the question still remains for me on this one there and there's a few where like i'm still questioning it is the spotlight effect on astronauts' faces compared to when you're looking behind them or when they're facing away from the camera. It's always whatever's facing the camera that is the brightest, it seems. Or the thing that has the most important detail, like the American flag, is lit in every single picture, which is also odd. Well, they did, um, they did specifically plant it so that it would catch the light. I was talking about the one on their shoulders. Uh, they have oh, the American oh, flag patch. And that they made sure that details like that are always lit in every photo, which is odd. Um, and it's it's not so much that they're lit. It's the fact that it, my problem with it is that half of them will be lit, the half facing the camera, and you can clearly see that the back half of them is not lit. And it's a weird discrepancy. Now, what I will also say, and this is we are in the debunking section, so I was waiting to say this, is nothing that I saw brought up. The fact that they're both wearing giant gold visors, which could explain for at least enough light on someone if you're close enough to them to get a little bit heavier light detail, whereas they're shadowed out where they should be. Mm-hmm. Because you have another reflective surface. People bring up people bring up the ground, people bring up the objects around them, but not the astronauts themselves, which are also going to be reflective, at least to the degree that can help out a camera. Um, I think it's another way to look at it. I don't think it necessarily explains every photo. It could just be touch-ups that brighten up the photos as much as they do. I will agree with uh, the guy who created the cameras that it looks like they have a spotlight on them in some of the photos. It doesn't look correct. But they could just be in those specific photos as well. Light's weird. There's thousands of photos. It could be that they caught the sun correctly. It could be that they caught anything that they had something behind them that people don't know about. It could be any one of those things. And I think those can account for those. 
Yeah. Yeah. And the, to, to that point, there are so many bad photos that we're oh, talking right. about, oh, these ones that look great, they just happened to be the ones that came out the best. And we've already talked about like, yeah, it's not outside of the realm of possibility that NASA touched the photos up because they have a history of doing that. And airbrushing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And um, and uh, also, Ali mentioned it just now. Uh, the atmosphere there was no atmosphere on the moon. Light behaves differently. Yeah. That's There's also part to of the. Off of. Yeah, like the uh, it doesn't diffuse and scatter through the air. And that was also another thing with the mountain in the background that they said, "Oh, look, it's you know, if you look at it, it looks like it's in the same place." And it's like, well, because distance seems different. The moon works differently than it does on Earth. Yeah. Yeah. That didn't make sense, but everybody understood what I meant. We, we, we understand what you're saying. Uh, <laughs> Again, conspiracy podcast. You only have to make some sense. Yeah. And, <laughs> I mean, like I said, like my final thought on that one is just there are some of the photos are oddly lit. Looks like a spotlight. It doesn't mean the moon landing was a fake. And honestly, it's not enough proof to prove that they did, that they faked a whole entire moon landing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a discrepancy for sure. It's definitely worth noting, but it, yeah. But yeah. what's next? What do we got next? Um, let's see. A real quick one is the um, is the lack of flame from the upper stage of the lander. The kind of fuel they use just doesn't produce a visible flame. That's yeah. it. There's not yeah. really any more to and it. And again, no atmosphere. <laughs> Which I yeah. feel like would also just go into that. And exactly. what we should have been seeing this whole time, which is also shitty camera footage, too. I mean, you're also seeing, you're not seeing things necessarily clearly, like watching the lunar landing or watching the lunar uh, module take off. You, it's, it's very grainy footage still. They've never touched that one up for some reason, um, but it's not very high quality footage. So mm-hmm. in fact, the, the fact that you think you're going to see anything is, meh. I mean. I want to talk about the wind and space and the flag. Let's talk oh, about the flag because yes. we didn't talk about the flag. Really. I love the flag. Yeah. Okay. Um, this one's really fucking dumb. So they say that that there's no wind on the moon. So why is the flag waving like that? So he puts it in the ground by twisting it, right? So the flag starts kind of waving back and forth. If you move something in the vacuum of space, there is nothing to stop it from moving. So it's just going to keep moving. Mm-hmm. It's, it's also so more it, than that. That's too. why it keeps flapping because... It also had a weight at the there end. There was no friction. It had a weight at the corner as well. Yeah. Yeah. And the, um, like, uh, it does make sense for why it, like, moved uh, originally when he put it in. But then there are multiple other pictures where people are like, look, look at it. It's moved. You can see the, you can see the ripples in the fabric. Mm-hmm. And that was just because they didn't extend the, the bar out all the way. It got stuck. And actually, fun fact, they decided to do that all the time from then on. It was supposed to be, like, stretched tight. But um, they couldn't make it do that with the equipment they had. So from then on, they just started doing it that way because they liked the way it looked. Yeah, because it looked like it was moving. But that's like the point. Yeah, I mean, it was designed it's not because a very specific wind. way. Um, yeah, one or it was thing. was just that dipshit PA with the fan. The one thing I will say about the flag uh, is going back more on the conspiracy side of things is NASA needs to find some way to show a photo of it. It's not hard to show a photo of it. It really shouldn't be for them, I wouldn't think. Um, their photos with their satellites are laughably bad. 
And the fact that they use them as this, look, this is definite proof that what I'm showing you, you're showing a black dot with a gray dot next to it. It could literally be anything. For all I know, it's a goddamn cactus. Like it, it could be what? anything. That's just my point is it, it, it doesn't have to be a flag. We don't know what we're looking at. And if you're going to stop conspiracy theorists from being able to claim things, you have to show them something legitimate. Otherwise they're just going to go more in the conspiracy realm of look, they won't show us something real. So in that case, find a way. If you can take a picture of a Rover, you can take a picture yes. of a flag. Yeah. Um, Robert wrote quite a bit about the the blast crater, but I think we already talked about that kind of, didn't we? Or do you have more to say? Oh yeah, that was, um, yeah, that was one of the ones that I uh, first just like, we first talked about it and I just instinctively started debunking it. Um, and it's mostly due to like the, the, the way that the um, exhaust was directed and the kind that they were using and the fact that it's the moon, it's like, yeah, we were, we were talking like one sixth or one seventh the gravity of earth um, there really isn't much more to say about it, uh, but it does a little bit actually transition into the imprints. So why were the um, astronauts' boots uh, sinking so far into the, uh, into the moon dust when the lunar lander's imprints didn't? And the truth is they did, but not that much because the, the feet of the lunar lander were three feet wide basically like more evenly distributing the weight. Um, and they also yeah. had like four of them over a large area. An astronaut, even on the moon, weighing not very much, like it's a man, so say like, you know, 180 pounds, and then the suit adds another 180 pounds. It's going, to, like uh, the size of a foot is going to go into the dust much more easily. Science! Science. Do you have anything else? I just really wanted to talk about the wind and the light. Yeah, I mean, those are two of the most important ones. Uh, I mean, we talked about the sea rock, right? The sea rock. Whatever. <laughs> Erosion. That could it be is, anything. I still Shadows. think it's dumb on both sides. You airbrushed it because you're an asshole. You think it's a stage rock because you're an <laughs> asshole. It's, <Right>. there's, <laughs> it doesn't matter which frame of thought I want to enter. Both sides are wrong, and that's how I feel about it. <laughs> Fuck your rock. I hate that they airbrushed it. I won't, I won't lie. I hate that they airbrushed it. I think it's so stupid. I just, just leave it alone. Just, it's fine. But we talked about the Sea Rock, uh, talked about the Repeating Mountain. Um, <laughs> that one was just too stupid to not talk about. <laughs> uh, we talked briefly about not being able to see uh, Armstrong holding a camera, right? But we know that the camera's... The cameras are attached to the suits. Oh yeah, in other pictures you can see very clearly. It's just not in that reflected one because it's reflected off of a spherical visor. It looks weird. Yeah. Um, Science. For, in terms of the cameras, the film is still something that I've not seen NASA give a direct answer for. And I haven't been able to figure anything out. And again, like I looked up a study of when they did studies on radiation in film and even the slightest amount of radiation was ruining film that they were studying. And that was in 1995. Um, it's a weird discrepancy to me. You know what else I thought about? You know how we say that we lost the tapes, right? They don't know what happened to them. Right. Well, remember my point earlier, how they left a camera on the moon. Yeah. It's there on the moon. Well, that's tapes are on one the moon. of the tapes. No, it's all the tapes. Also, they, they, re on the moon. they recovered <laughs> that equipment, I believe, didn't they? 
I'm not the sure aliens, about that. Okay, so the aliens on the moon stole the tapes out of the camera. <laughs> so the aliens have the tapes. I don't think the aliens would want them. But the film, unless, like, I don't know, Robert, if you have something about that. For me, I know they coded it and whatever they coded it with. I know they have some answers. I, they haven't given, like, full statements. And again, they have their own contradictory evidence as well. So, I mean, NASA literally put out a report that contradicts themselves. That's not what their report was intended to do. It was intended to test film in space and radioactivity. But it doesn't take into account the moon landing, which is an interesting thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But I I couldn't find anything legitimately. And I did try. I legitimately tried. I looked up everything I could, even things that had nothing to do with the moon landing, just to see how film should behave. And it, I don't know. It's a weird discrepancy to me. Yeah, no, I get that. Uh, all, all I could find out was that they used a specific, like they tested and used a special kind of emulsion on the film. And part of it was also to like make it thinner so that they could fit more um, film in a magazine. I honestly trust that like what we saw were the good ones that weren't that radiation damaged. Because it's not like a, it's a constant stream of yeah. particles. It's not like you're standing in a shower. It's, it's, random kind of but Mm -hmm. the problem with film is once it's damaged by radiation it's damaged by radiation it doesn't heal it doesn't fix um and that's what nasa found in their own tests even they used different things they tried layering it with different materials they tried putting it in a lead lined bag and even with these things that i read about that they did i mean again this was 95 they still didn't come up with anything conclusive to fix the radiation problem so I don't know. It's just weird. Yeah. Well, you know what? We could just file that under. We have more questions about that. Like the tapes. I'll file that under. It's definitely questionable, but it doesn't necessarily make the moon landing a hoax. Why would you delete the tapes? But the tapes. I cannot. God, if there's anything we can I all agree can't. on. what? Why? That was so weird. Yeah. I, it's, that. I don't. I won't understand that. Uh, what Do you have anything to say about being able to speed up the tapes and make it look normal? Like, just by two times speed? Um, okay, I was trying to think about it, but every time I came up with, oh, well, maybe this, there's like a, uh, how would I, fr- like, a, oh, uh, if you speed it up, it's just twice, it looks like they're walking normally. Well, well, they're wearing space suits that are like 180 pounds, which means they're almost weighing 400 pounds. They're not going to be walking on their tiptoes. But then again, I can just hear like the conspiracy theorist going, well, they had a harness on set. Um, I don't know. I think that like if you, yeah, if you were to speed up footage of a low gravity environment, eventually you could get it to look like an earth environment. What I think is funny is just that it was so easy. And there weren't really, there weren't really any problems in it. It just looked normal at that point. I think it kind of looked fast, personally. I didn't think it looked perfectly normal. It, um, we'll file that under. None of us agree. I mean, <laughs> we can file that under it just happens that you speed up film and low gravity, and that's what it looks like. I mean, it's just a possibility. It really is. Any other? So I think the only, the last thing for me was the whole, like, if we go through the Van Allen belts, we'll die. Um, oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Clearly not, because, I mean, we've done it how many times now? Um, mm-hmm. but here's the, th- like, oh, oh, I actually did learn something about this very recently. Um, an astronaut, like, for six months in space gets less of a radioactivity dose than a nuclear plant worker. Like, yeah. like if you were to be just out and floating around in the cosmic rays, somehow not suffocating, freezing to death, burning to death, 
dying in all the myriad of ways that space wants to kill you, then yeah, you would die of radiation poisoning eventually, but we knew that it was going to be there, protected the, the ships appropriately. I mean, yeah. th- this isn't a material that they had back then, but you know the, um, the plastic jug of milk that like just the ubiquitous, you, you see it everywhere. Yeah. Um, I forget what that material is called, but it's actually crazy good at shielding radiation. What? <laughs> yeah. It's, awesome. it, it doesn't necessarily have to be a super heavy lead thing. Lead was just uh, always used because it's fairly cheap. There's a lot of it and we don't use it for a lot of other things. Yeah. yeah. NASA said they used concrete. At the time, they said they used concrete to shield from radiation. Concrete also shields really yeah. well. Ice, for some reason, also does. Water really doesn't, but ice does. Science! Yeah. Now, okay, so we went through the debunking of stuff. There's, I mean, a lot of this is super easy to debunk, just as easy as it is to claim that it's faked or whatever. Um, now, here's one question I do have for you, though, for both of you, which is, do you think the United States would have been willing to fake it had they not been able to figure it out, though? Because that's one of the most important questions with this for conspiracy theorists. I think, I I don't think it's so much a question of being willing to fake it, because I think it's definitely possible that they could, but the risk involved in being found out, like especially if you're doing this for prestige, to be found out as having faked it would be such a deeper negative impact than the good impact would have been. It would have yeah. been dumb, but I think they would have considered it. Well, it was the Cold War. I mean, people did, it was just basically a giant fucking pissing match between three to five countries at any one time. And I don't know. I mean, I could see America trying to do it and thinking, oh, the only way that we can beat Russia is pretending to do it because stupider things have been done during this war but i mean at the same time i don't think america could have really pulled it off they're too dumb i mean america's pulled off way harder again i mean you look at like building a stealth bomber the amount of people that were involved in that you look at again mk ultra is just an easy example because there are documents that prove that it happened unfortunately there's documents that proved that it happened in the way that people had I mean, people that were thought of to be conspiracy theorists, things that they had been saying for years that turned out to be true. Um, And you had tons of people behind that. Again, the thing with something like this for me is if you're going to fake it, you don't need everybody to know. NASA's incorrect in that sense. You don't need 400,000 people to know. And they know that. You you need the main people to know. And that's it. So you think they could have done it? I think they could have done it. I think they would have been willing to do it if they had not found a way to get there. I don't necessarily think they did though. I think that there are problems in some of what happened, but I think that there's things that can be explained. I think it's a problem that NASA's not always willing to just explain away things. I think it's a problem when they go, we don't feel like explaining that. And they've done that. I mean, I watched multiple interviews with, um, one was, I don't think I put down his name. Dang, I thought I did. More um, name problems. <laughs> but. One of them was the NASA spokesperson for 2000, for the early 2000s, at least. Um, and he said at that point that he said that he didn't feel like refuting the photographic questions that people had because there were too many questions and he didn't feel like doing it. And that was, 
that's not a response. You're a spokesperson for, and you're in a conspiracy documentary as well. You should probably respond. But he, I mean, he literally just says that flat out. It's not like a cut. It's not like they cut that together. That's just what he says. I think so things like that are a problem. Fake. Well, let's go into what we believe. Robert? Yes, I. we landed on the moon. We landed on the moon six times. I don't understand why this is... There are some conspiracy theories where I really think like, wow, that's weird. Um, you know, there might be something to that. I'm sure there's some kind of like different realistic version that actually happened. This, we landed on the moon. There's definitely some questions about how radiation affects cameras and why the fuck they erase those tapes. But I can't imagine that it could... I, I'm broken. Allie, what do you think? Well, I mean, I agree. I mean, I think we we probably landed on the moon, but I also think it's really weird, like, broadcasting and the film stuff and the fact that we don't even have the tapes anyway. Like, I can see maybe, like, faking just the footage, but I don't think we faked the entire landing. Like, maybe make the footage fake because, like, we need to show the whole world that America is the best and we got the best footage and it's a whole spectacle because everything we do has to be a spectacle. So we, we made some footage or something, but I think we went to the moon. One, one thing real quick that I want to bring up that a lot of people bring up, I forgot to bring this up. People say that shit. on the sets, it would have been hard to fake the movement because the astronauts here would have been wearing suits that were so heavy that to have like those light movements wouldn't, would have been hard to come by. Just because they're wearing suits that look similar to astronaut suits doesn't mean they're actually wearing astronaut suits. Doesn't mean they're wearing weights. It doesn't mean they're wearing anything that's actually heavy. It could be, I mean, inflatable for all we know. It could weigh nothing. So in order to fake that movement, you could absolutely do it. And again, to go into it, could you fake the moon landing? Absolutely. Did they fake the moon landing? I don't think so. Um, I think we landed on the moon. Uh, I think we landed there hundreds of millions of years ago and we built up our space station. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, do I, do I think Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin touched down on the moon? I do. I do believe so. And Buzz Aldrin was zapped with alien radiation, which is why he went fucking crazy. It's why he became a drunk. <laughs> Everyone knows the alien radiation makes you enjoy whiskey more. That's a well-known scientific fact. It wasn't a NASA article on that one, but I don't remember where I got that from. But um, yeah. Wow. So that was very, that was a very long two-parter. Uh, sorry, was not sorry. Lots of fun. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, thank you, Robert, for being on here. Again. Uh, thank you for inviting me. On another multi-parter. Thank uh, you for enduring the madness. Right. Um, <laughs> You know, maybe eventually we'll have you on for hollow moon theory. You know, that's one. Um, there's or also holographic moon theory. Rem remember, folks, this is not the only moon conspiracy. There's the alien base one. There's the Nazis live on the moon, which is my favorite. What? Um, yeah, the Nazis have a base on the far side of the moon. Isn't that the premise of the movie Iron Sky? It is, <laughs> indeed, yeah. the premise of the movie Iron <laughs> Sky. But it's also a real theory. Uh, we have flat moon theory. That's a personal favorite really? of mine as well. That the moon is flat, but it, it has like a, what is that? Is it con, is it convex? Convex, yeah, yeah, it's. Uh, convex is where it bows out. Yeah, 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 so it's convex, but that's why it looks like it's round, but it's actually flat. Yeah. I, I think I've heard one that goes along with the holographic moon theory, but like, it's a hologram around the actual moon that actually looks like a real planet. The moon is a flat, hollow hologram. Okay. And it was made by us a hundred million years and ago. And we never landed Or on more. It. And we can't land on it because it's a hologram. Oh my God. God how stupid do you sound right now? We <laughs> landed on a hologram. 
840 pounds of moon rocks currently on the Earth. Just throwing that out. Moon rocks. Maybe they got those rocks from Mars. Maybe when we created the moon, the people that created it millions of years ago were smart enough to create an outer layer that has moon rocks on it. Thanks for listening to the podcast. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter and everywhere else. Thanks again, Robert, for being here and during <laughs> Cam's madness. You're uh, welcome. I should just go ahead and say myself and say that I don't believe in any of the theories. I just spouted out of my mouth. Uh, play. Oh, God. <laughs> you made, like, I'm concerned sometimes. <laughs> I'm Allie. I'm Cameron. And I forgot my name. Oh, you were, you were, oh... Um, you were you, the science. Oh yes, I'm you, the science. A joke that only makes sense from the beginning context of this video. If you don't understand what we're talking about, please listen to the beginning of the episode. I don't know why you didn't. Anyway. That is weird. <laughs> Stop not doing why that. Why did you start at the end? That's Right, that's a conspiracy. That's why? an odd choice. You can't play it backwards. There's no hidden messages in this episode. Thank you for listening. Bye. Thank you for being on. Stay stitious. And remember that the moon is a hologram. No.